Hello, and welcome to Pinot and Perfume. I am your host, Sarah Chacon, not drinking anything alcoholic this week uh, for the show uh, because last night my husband and I went out bar hopping and got a little weird. Um, so we moved to the Orlando area a few years ago, and there are lots of different spots um, that we're still kind of discovering. And one of those spots is in Sanford, and apparently their downtown area, there's a lot of like breweries and cafes and bars, and there's a goth bar, apparently. I wanted to go to it because it looked uh, very entertaining, but we had already been drinking beer, and uh, that was a liquor bar, so my husband wasn't into it. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> we went out. It was super cool. We hit up a lot of spots. And when we left, it was time. It was time to go. Um, we had actually been drinking since, well, we poured a few beers before we left, you know, and then we were like, why don't we just keep this party going and go out? And that's what happened. Um, surprisingly, I feel chipper. I, uh, don't feel like I want to, like a pile of hot garbage. I got up at eight this morning because um, I thought the dogs had a grooming appointment today, but their groomer forgot to put them on um, the calendar for today. So false alarm, I could have slept in, but I figured I'm up. My husband's still sleeping. Why not record this week's episode? Well, I've got the house to myself. So that is what I'm doing. How did everybody's Thanksgiving go? Um, I went out, we went out Saturday, not Black Friday, because I don't hate myself that much. We went out Saturday. It was very pleasant. Um, the stores, they were busy, but they weren't madhouses. And I think that's because everybody, you know, went, um, on Friday and, and picked through everything. But I still found a few items that, uh, I got because I'm trying as part of my, um, journey in my 30s. I'm trying to dress like a like a grown-up and not like a, a college student who graduated over 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, I found a good, some good pieces and uh, that's where we're at. Um, I might still be a little drunk. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not drunk. I just, I got super hungry all of a sudden. And so I'm going to try and get through this episode mildly coherent and as quickly as possible so I can go eat. Uh, with that said, let's talk perfume. Okay, so this week's scent is the other of the Guerlain's I bought for myself for my birthday from FragranceNet. Uh, this is the Aqua Allegoria Pampaloon from Guerlain. Um, apparently this scent came out in 1999. I just uh, discovered it at Epcot at Disney. I think it was this one. Again, I was slightly buzzed when I bought the, when I bought, um, the two perfumes, uh, from the Guerlain store at Disney's Epcot. Um, and I didn't really get a good look at them even, you know, before I returned them. I just kind of wanted to return them and get my money back. Um, but I remembered it was Pample and aqua. It was like something allegoria and pampaloon. And, and this scent is what turned up when I did a Google search. So the bottle's super pretty. It's, it's just simple. Apparently it's a nod to their bee bottle, which was, I think, developed in the 20s. Um, it's glass bottle with a rounded like dome top um, covered. And that dome top is covered in like a honeycomb overlay. And then you have 
um, the, the cap, which is <clears throat> just a round cap and a bees on the top. So super classy and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, just super classy and, uh, uh, simple uh, on your vanity. Now this perfume, um, the notes of it are, let me pull this up. So you've got top notes of grapefruit and bergamot. You've got um, heart notes of neroli, petite grain, and black currant. And then you have the base notes of patchouli and vanilla. Now, <clears throat> this perfume I really like. The grapefruit, and I've got the bottle now and I'm smelling it with me. The grapefruit is juicy and just a little bit sweet. And to me, it smells authentically like grapefruit. So that's number one uh, that I really like about this. On me, it smells, I get grapefruit and patchouli. I don't get the other notes and I'm okay with getting only the grapefruit and patchouli with this one because the patchouli is not overdone and it's not a patchouli bomb on me. Unlike Terry Moogler's Angel, when I tried that, I mean, it was <clears throat> a great, sweet, decadent scent and then all those other top notes and heart notes dissipated and it was uh, just a patchouli bomb. This one is not. Uh, the grapefruit is super fizzy. It's super energetic, just really juicy. It's a good way to start your morning. <laughs> if you spray it on in the morning, it kind of gives you a boost. And then once it settles, I get that um, just a slight hint of the patchouli. Now, my husband did not like this note, uh, did not like this perfume. At first, he said it smelled like uh, citrus and B.O. Then he said it smelled like old lady. Last night before he went out, I reapplied and he was like, oh, what are you smelling? He goes, what are you wearing? It smells classy. And I told him it was the same perfume I'd been wearing all week. And uh, he said, oh, I think I'm smelling the chimichurri because we made he made chimichurri the other day and we had a little of that before we left. <laughs> Excuse me. Of course, when I decide to podcast, um, I have a sneezing fit. So anyway, he didn't like it. <clears throat> I like it. I would not reapply or I would not buy again. And this is why. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Excuse me. Whew. This is why I wouldn't apply again. <sighs> wouldn't buy again. I, I swear. Hungover and sneezing, not a good combination for podcasting and trying to sound mildly coherent. This perfume is an EDT. Eat a toilet, which means it's going to last all of two, maybe three hours on you. It does not last a long time. Um, on me, after about two hours, I can't smell it anymore. I worked from home yesterday and I reapplied like three times. Once in the morning, once in the afternoon, and then once just before we went out uh, last night to go to the bars. So <clears throat> it's, it's something that... Um, if you want a scent that is a powerhouse scent and that will stay on all day, this is not for you. Uh, this scent is very light and it's very inoffensive, which makes it perfect uh, for wearing to the office, um, wearing day to day, which I wear whatever scent I want day to day. But you know what I mean. If you're cognizant and you don't want something too strong to wear on a daily basis, this is perfect. If you want to spray once, maybe in the beginning of the day and maybe not have to spray again until the evening this is not for you because like I've smelled my arms, you know, a couple of hours after spritzing and I can't even detect the scent. So you do have to, <clears throat> uh, 
reapply if um, you want to keep smelling it. The good thing about this is because it is light and it is inoffensive is that it um, you can spray liberally. I do. I spray, I mean, I will spray it kind of like a body spray. Like I'll spray it in my usual spots in my inner arms, <clears throat> on my wrists, <clears throat> on my chest, behind my ears. I'll also do a couple more extra pumps on my chest, behind my legs, on my ankles, because I read in a Cosmo article that that um, brings a scent up. I think I might have read it on this uh, show, actually. So <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if Cosmo is true. It's not the Bible, but <clears throat> I'm trying that out. And basically, I'm just looking for other opportunities to spray this, to to kind of go through it. Um, so that's the only downfall is it's... <clears throat> Is it super light? I mean, it's super light and it doesn't stay. Um, but other than that, if that's something that, <clears throat> if you don't care about any of those things, you don't care about projection, you don't care about long uh, longevity, um, you just want to spray something that's pleasant, um, maybe on your hair, on your clothes, then give this one a shot. It is <clears throat> it is uh, super feminine. I, th- I mean, I think it could technically be unisex, but I look at it as like super, um, a little feminine, energetic. It's not as sweet as Clinique Happy, which is the only other citrus kind of citrusy scent that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, this one, but um, this one is more zingy and fizzy, if that makes sense. But it's a good little, you know, for what it is, it's a it's a good it's a good smell. I just wished it lasted lasted a little bit longer. Now, um, <clears throat> oh, so good one. Sorry, I went off into the to the thing. Oh, they listed the ingredients on Guerlain's website, and I thought they were going to list all the ingredients, but they still listed fragrance as one, um, which I know a lot of people want to know. I want to know exactly what's in my perfume, and they don't like the fact that fragrance is listed as an ingredient, and they think um, when a perfume lists fragrance as an ingredient that it's they're hiding something that they're not supposed to hide, like they're using a toxic ingredient or something crazy. Um, and it's really just tradecraft secrets. Because <laughs> if everybody posted what's exactly in their perfume, uh, people could rip it off. I wouldn't, because I'm lazy and I don't know chemistry that well, but other brands probably could. Okay, <clears throat> so what are people saying about this perfume? So on Sephora, it only has 11 reviews and it's got a four star. Um, and it's got 810 loves. <clears throat> what they are <clears throat> doing. So somebody, you know, first one is oldie but a goodie. Um, they bought a big bottle a couple years ago. They describe it as bright and fizzy and warm, kind of like Atelier Cologne Citrus Scents. Very happy to see this being brought back. Now, just having tested out Atelier Cologne's Pacific Lime last week, I don't see the comparison. Um, the Pacific Lime was, I can't, I don't know, like this one is on the sweeter side. This one's more of a sweeter citrusy, not by much. It's not, like I said, it's not kind of coin like Clinique Happy can be, but I would say whereas uh, the Pacific Lime is more, I don't want to say limey, but you know, it's very um, lime forward. It's very, I say, would almost say tart. This one the tartness is balanced just a little bit by um, some sweetness from the other notes. So that's where I would make that distinction. Um, overall, it's got some pretty good reviews. Someone said they're no longer terrified of grapefruit because they 
had a bad experience with a grapefruit perfume that they wore as a teen. It was too much. Um, I guess Sephora gave three of these Aqua Allegoria. I guess this is a trio. Um, there's Lemon Verde, Mandarin Basilic, and then the Pampaloon. So I'm guessing this might be uh, one of a trio of scents that came out around the same time. Uh, someone, there was a one-star review. They said it smelled like orange sweat. And that's kind of what echoed, um, what my husband echoed with the citrus and B.O. Someone else describes it as very feminine. There's another review that describes it as cat urine and rotting fruit. This is interesting. Uh, she said, uh, the person said on me, the fragrance start as a strong unsweetened grapefruit note that quickly transforms into the smell of a tomato vine. Ultimately, the notes dry down to what smells like cat urine on me as extremely off-putting. Now, with that being said, I have smelled the fragrance on other people, and depending on your body chemistry, it has the ability to, dare I say, refreshing. I've read multiple reviews on this scent, and many people share the same cat urine, kitty litter, rotting fruit scent profile I also noted. Definitely test this one before you buy it. Um, yeah, on me, it smells fine. It's just super light and doesn't last long, but... As always, I like to play it fast and loose sometimes and do a blind buy. And even at Epcot, I did not test this on myself. I just tested on a little sprayer on one of those spray cards, and I really liked how it smelled. And I bought it based off that. Thank God it smells good on me. Um, but, yeah, as always, um, test it. If you want to blind buy it, blind buy it, though, it's not terrible. Um, like, like I said, I got this on FragranceNet. Uh, they're currently selling it for $30.00. They always have sales going on, especially now around the holidays. I'm getting updates, like a text message once a day, 33% off, 35% off, you know. So this is definitely the time to, to try it if um, on the cheap, if you are interested at all in the scent. <clears throat> Otherwise, full retail price, um, Sephora, it is for 4.2 ounces or 125 milliliters, which... Oh, I have a smaller one. Um, I have 75 milliliter and 2.5 fluid ounces. So if you want the bigger bottle, that's going to run you $105 on Sephora. And uh, <clears throat> the Girl On website says it's the same thing. So again, um, <clears throat> not a great scent if you like a little oomph to your perfume, if you want it to last all day. This is not for you. It won't. It'll last two to three hours and you will have to reapply. But if you want something refreshing, if you want something light, non-offensive, you don't care about uh, projection or longevity, then check it out because it's a very uh, pretty, energizing scent. Okay, so I should, I should actually back up and explain that the reason if I sound kind of like I'm subdued or being quiet, it's because my husband is still asleep and I am podcasting from the kitchen table. And so I'm a loud talker naturally. I don't know if anybody else who listens shares the same struggle, but my natural voice is just at like a 10 all the time. It's not Jojo Siwa, not that bad because that girl just yells all the time. But when I get passionate, my voice just naturally carries. And it, and I've been told that I, uh, you know, I have been asked while I'm yelling all the time, but I'm just naturally a loud talker. Again, not Jojo Siwa Jason or anything in that arena. If you don't know who I'm talking about, Google her. She's on Dance Moms. And I guess now she's got, she's a singer, 
also still a dancer. She's got a target line of clothing. <clears throat> um, kids love her. I watched a YouTube video of her where she pretend babysat um, Northwest, Kanye and Kim's daughter. And she, girl was like, just yelling the whole time. I, I don't talk anywhere near like that, but I do, I have a voice that's naturally louder and that carries. And when, especially when I get on to like, um, a, a passionate subject or I get so excited, um, or whatever, I it just tends, I tend to get loud. So I'm trying really hard to keep my voice at a lower level. Um, it is a struggle because obviously I love talking about perfume I want to inject my personality when I uh, podcast, but I also have to be quiet because I can get carried away so quickly. Um, so that's why I'm just kind of like, you know, if I, I'm not sad, you know, I'm not, I'm not depressed if I sound like that. It's just, I mean, <clears throat> that, that is what it is. Also still kind of hungover. Not bad though. Like I said, I don't feel like hot garbage. So either that means I didn't drink as much as I thought I did last night or I'm slowly devolving into an alcoholic. I don't know. Um, so we'll see. But anyway, enough with the PSA. There's a lot of interesting articles this week uh, regarding perfumes. Perfumes. Perfume and uh, the companies that make them. Uh, the first one is from The Cut, thecut.com. Uh, this is a Q&A with a woman by the name of Veronique Gabay-Pinsky. Uh, apparently she is a perfume. She's now in fashion, but she has worked in perfume and she is responsible for um, a few scents that you might have heard of. Uh, she's responsible for Giorgio Armani's Aqua di Gio. Um, she did oversee uh, Guerlain and she also launched the Aqua Allegoria franchise, bringing it back full circle from what we just reviewed. Um, she ended up marrying an American and moved to the States and, uh, worked for Estee Lauder. Um, <clears throat> she also worked on Donna Coran. She launched DKNYB Delicious, which I used to rock that perfume all the time. I loved it. Um, she also acquired, uh, helped acquire brands like Le Labo and Frederick Mall um, into the Lauder fold, which is kind of interesting. I didn't, I've never heard of her and I didn't know, um, that she had had so much of an influence in a lot of the uh, fragrances that we wear today. It's kind of cool. So um, she's now president of Vera Wang, and I, she did launch her own <clears throat> set of uh, fragrances. They are called, it's, her brand is called Veronique Gabay. It was launched in September. When did this come out? Um, I don't see a date on this. I think it's, it's, According on the according to the uh, a web address, this is a December 2019 article, so it's fairly recent. So this was launched. Her fragrance was launched in September. It's got nine fragrances inspired by elements of the south of France, where she is from. Um, and there's two boosters: a citrusy, vibrant one, and a sensual, musky one. And she's also got candles, lotions, and jewelry with which to carry the scents. And she encourages blending to find your own signature fragrance. So I guess her scents can be layered and mixed and matched. Um, I'm not a fan of that. Like I said, I like a fragrance to stand on its own, but some people love layering. They love that. So um, this would be a fragrance brand to check out if you're into that. So it's just a, um, a question and answer. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's like, do you prefer bath or shower? 
What discontinued product do you mourn? What beauty product still needs to be invented? Um, and their answers are kind of interesting. I thought I bring this up because I thought it was more her background. Um, I thought her background professionally was uh, super interesting. So if you're interested, it's called, it is from thecut.com and the fragrant, uh, fragrance, the article is how to live like a French perfume expert. Kind of a clickbaity article. Like, I don't know if it has, it doesn't really like, how do you live? I guess they're talking about based on some of the answers to her questions. I don't know. That's what it's called. Moving on. Um, speaking of Guerlain, Guerlain is partnering with UNESCO, which is, stands for the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization to support uh, bees and beekeeping, which is super cool. Um, again, I guess the bee is kind of like representative. That's like their mascot or whatever, the fragrant, the, the house's mascot. I'm going to call it the mascot. I don't know. Um, but they have the bee bottle. They love bees. That's, you know, one of the, that is an aesthetic of the brand, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. They're doing this. Uh, this will be a five-year partnership, and it's going to center around four main areas. The training of beekeepers within UNESCO Biosphere Reserves, the creation and installation of beekeeping operations comprising of 50 hives, technical support and follow-up to ensure sustainable development and a stable business model, and uh, measure the benefits of the pollination and the local ecosystems to implement the recommendations of IPBES report. I don't know, what is the IPBES report? Um, I'm assuming it is, um, I'm assuming there's some sort of like scientific outfit, probably another association that's, uh, did a report on like the impact of bees and beekeeping and, and on ecosystems. I'm just kind of speculating from that, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's what it seems like. Um, which is kind of cool. Uh, they, the whole point of this is to, they want to empower participating beekeepers to create further high quality, profitable beekeeping operations in connection with the ecological, social, and economic, economic landscapes and ecosystems of the biosphere reserve. That's according to, uh, the people behind this partnership. Um, so this starts in 2020. It'll be an experimental first year in which eight people in total, two from each of the four pilot UNESCO-designated biosphere reserves located in Ethiopia, Rwanda, Cambodia, and China will be trained. And the four following years will allow for training and support of 20 beekeepers per year from 10 additional different biosphere reserves in 10 different countries. I, that, that was directly from this article. Um, it can be renewed at the end. The partnership can. Um, it's going it, to, at the at its end, when it's time to be renewed, if they decide to do it, um, 88 beekeepers from 44 different UNESCO biosphere reserves will have been trained, and uh, there were a build, um, an international network of professionals um, sharing their scientific and local knowledge on bees and pollination um, for food, food security for, on a sustainable planet, that network would have been created. So that's kind of, that's a kind of a cool a cool initiative. Um, I like bees. I love honey. Uh, Tony teases me all the time about my love for honey. I I want an apiary. I don't think I could handle having an apiary. Um, first of all, Tony said that was a hard no for him. He is terrified of insects that sting and fly. 
But also, I think I like the idea of an apiary and making my own honey, but I don't think I could execute it. I think I would be too terrified to actually get the honeycombs out of the hive, um, even with a little beekeeping suit on. That's supposed to prevent you from getting stung, but Tony works with somebody who who um, has his own little apiary and he gets stung all the time, despite taking the proper precautions. So I like the idea of making my own honey and having my little bee pets, but I don't think I could pull it off. But I do recognize how important bees are. And again, as a fan of their honey and of the honey that's in perfume scents and things like that, I fully support this initiative. I just thought it was kind of cool um, that this was happening. So yeah, if you're interested in reading the whole article, this is on the Moody Davitt Report and it's called Making a Beeline for a Better World. Irlan partners with UNESCO and Key Sustainability Initiative. <clears throat> okay, so the last, another one, last one we have for you is um, Glacier is going to open um, up some pop-up shops in Nordstrom in 2020. Uh, and the only reason I'm mentioning this is because they're going to sell, these stores are only going to sell their fragrance uh, U, Glacier U, which I guess is very popular. It launched in October 2017. Um, Glossier says it's one of the highest rated products on their website. Uh, so these pop-up shops are going to be from December 3rd through February 16th. So this is the 7th, so they're on now um, through February. Uh, the pop-ups are going to be in, <clears throat> let me see, uh, in Nord at Nordstrom's flagship store in I can't talk. I'm sorry. They're going to be at Nordstrom's flagship store in New York City and also at locations in Seattle, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Washington, D.C., and Santa Anita, California. So if you uh, want to sample Glossier U, um, you'll have the opportunity to do this in person and purchase it if this is something that rings your bell. Finally, I'm out of... I'm done with uh, the uh, Fragrance of the News article, but just a PSA, I checked my email and got one of those Ulta coupons that's 20% off that can be used on fragrance. Um, so heads up if you shop at Ulta, if you're a member, Ulta Rewards member, look for that. You may get that coupon and um, they have a promotion. It's like a gift with purchase. You can either get a fluffy throw or a fluffy robe with the purchase of a fragrance. I think it's over $50. So if you are looking to buy a fragrance for yourself or as a gift for somebody, any shop at Ulta, don't look out for that coupon because this is a good opportunity to get 20% off. Bonus, this is the holiday time. And so they have gift sets. So that's even more bang for your buck. Um, and instead of paying uh, the price for just a bottle, you will pay the same price and get your bottle of perfume plus maybe a travel size or a travel size atomizer or um, body lotion or shower gel. You know, it depends on the, the gift set, of course, but um, get those. And with a 20% off, it's even cheaper. So this is a very good time of the year to uh, purchase perfume um, if you want, because you can get, uh, there's a lot of good stuff out and you can get a lot of bang for your buck. Just a little hot tip from me to you. 
All right. That wraps it up for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I hope you guys kicked off the holiday season uh, safely. I hope you guys are having a good time. Don't get too stressed out. Um, Holidays should be enjoyed and should be savored and you shouldn't have to worry about um, not finding the right gift or having a shitload of stuff to do. Just relax. It's okay to say no. Again, that's my uh, another little hot tip PSA from me to you. Anyway, I'll let you go so you can enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope that whatever you're doing, you are being safe and having fun. But most importantly, you are smelling good. Bye. Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.